Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call. They'd write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of Pol Pot Belly to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is conflating views. Yeah, so this is a, a multiple of 11 this episode. Yay. We're on episode 88. <laughs> yeah. And, and on the 11s, for yeah. reasons that have are lost in the mist of time, uh, I... Uh, <laughs> Reasons that elude sense. Yeah, I uh, I like to do a fallacy which was previously unnamed, but yeah, I have nice. identified and nice. and given a. I like name that. To I like it. that. Normally, yeah. you just say, "Here's one I made up," which doesn't <laughs> yeah. sound quite as you know, kind of academic and studious as. But one that's been previously yeah. unnamed, very good. Yeah. Like that. So, uh, so this one is is one that I have noticed in the wild. Yeah. And have decided to give a name because I couldn't find what this equated to in other mm. lists of logical fallacies. It's a new species. It is, yeah. So this is where people, mm-hmm. as part of their argument, make a claim that a group or a person uh, has an opinion or has expressed an opinion mm-hmm. when really they're talking about the opinions of a, another person who might be part of the same group or another group that isn't necessarily affiliated with those people. So they're right. conflating the views of more than one people or the actions of more than one person and okay. suggesting that Therefore means... gives them the right to kind of call that out as yeah. some kind of hypocrisy or lie and and strengthens their argument. Yes, exactly. Use it as a basis for some outrageous policy decision that yeah. they're about to make. <laughs> so it can, be, it can be a bit of a straw man sometimes because you're kind of claiming that a person holds a view or has said something that 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 individual didn't necessarily say yeah um because they're affiliated with a group that other members of that group might have said that but with a with a straw man you're doing that in order to do down that yeah to make it an easier position. argument to yeah. to battle with whereas in this case you're doing it yep. to kind of suggest that the um the person is either being disingenuous or lying or 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 being hypocritical. Or is as bad as yeah. the other lot that you're lumping them in with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a certain yeah. amount of guilt by association is in there as well. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. So, the first example is from Trump talking about the wall that he definitely didn't build in... <laughs> well, actually, he's talking here in New Mexico, but he's talking about the wall mm-hmm. in San Diego. Sheriffs and commissioners from nine Mexico counties recently sent a letter to your state's congressional delegation begging them to vote for strong border security. They want in New Mexico. They don't want open borders. They don't want criminals pouring into your communities and doing what they do, and we won't even talk about that. They want strong. These are people that are with you, in many cases, Democrats. They write letters, we need strong border security. You know, in San Diego, California is very difficult, always complaining, not doing great. 
But they wanted a wall in San Diego. Good mayor in San Diego, by the way. They wanted a wall. And I said, you know what, let's build it someplace else, because California, you know, once we build it, they'll complain. But then I said, you know, the people are pouring in. They needed it. They're pouring into San Diego, like going all over the place. And people that had houses, they didn't like people running over their gardens all day long, coming in from the other side. So we put up a wall, and I thought everybody would be happy. As soon as it was finished, the day it was finished, I was notified, we didn't want the wall. Why did you do the wall? And I will tell you, in other words, it's all a game. So he's saying people in, he said Mexico, but he means New Mexico. Um, Sheriffs and commissioners of nine counties in New Mexico sent a letter quite recently as, as before this was happening, demanding stronger border security. Uh, which is true. Cheer. That did happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was a bipartisan group of sheriffs and commissioners. But he didn't build a wall in that area in no. Mexico. He, he, ba- he didn't. I mean, he barely built a wall in San Diego. He replaced some dilapidated fencing yeah. that existed previously in San Diego. People are pouring in, doing things we yeah. won't even talk about. We won't even talk about it. Because I've um, got no facts to back anything up. But he's saying, yeah. basically, that because people in New Mexico wanted it and and he built it in California and the people in California said we didn't want it, yeah. that somehow, it, it, that means it's all a game. That means no one really says what they, what mean. they mean. Yeah, so it's, so is the implication that the people in New Mexico who say they want a wall don't really mean that they want the wall? Kind doing, of. Is he doing that? He's kind of <laughs> lumping them in with the people that complained about the wall that they got. I think he's saying they that everyone it. wants a wall, but <laughs> right. once you do it, they'll say they didn't want it. That's what yes. he's... The, right. Yeah. They're being okay. disingenuous yep. in afterwards by saying they didn't really yeah. want it. And, right. and you know, you can't, you can't please them, basically, is what he's trying Please. To say. Wall it, the builders <laughs> yeah. all the time. And he yeah. does pause to suggest that the people in San Diego wanted a wall. There's not a huge amount of evidence of that. But <laughs> yeah. more importantly, it could be that some people in San Diego did want a wall. And then yeah. and then he replaced the dilapidated wall with new wall. And other people said, why did you we do that? The wall, the wall yeah. we had there was perfectly good it didn't really make yeah. much difference uh to the you know amount of people coming through and so on yeah yeah and and he still sees that as people kind of saying oh you know they're just now they're saying wall. they didn't want it so it's, it's a kind of multi-layered thing <laughs> this conflating well thing, yeah i mean it? that it's a, it's a catch-all he did it you can blame kind of everyone twice in that because because well, yeah. he very explicitly conflated new mexico with california but also yeah. kind of just just claiming that the people who said they didn't want it afterwards were the same people who said they wanted it before and that means that sometimes this one needs a bit of research part of where this one came from was when we were talking about the the shooting on the set of rust and yep. people having a go at alec baldwin and i said in that episode uh, these are the same people who defended kyle rittenhouse right and when yep. i yep. when i kind of thought about that in my prep for the episode i thought are they the same people mm, mm. Or are they just? Do I just expect them to be the kind of people exactly. who yes. who defended Rittenhouse? And I looked yeah. up, um, you know, 
things that people were saying against Alec Baldwin and what those people had said about Rittenhouse. Yeah. And I found multiple examples of Turns people. you were right. Yeah. There were people who, like, for example, Candace Owens um, spoke out about uh, Baldwin. I, hadn't, I couldn't find anything she'd said about Rittenhouse with a quick search. Right. But there were lots of other examples of people who had, um, you know, in one case said this, this gun owner who shot people was perfectly responsible and yet this person who shouldn't have been in a position where there was a live gun in his hand was completely irresponsible and is a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it does. It did take the research for me to figure out that they were the right people, the same people. Yes, yes. And and it was it and it's very easy to say. There's there's yeah. a very common thing for Republicans uh, or for, mm-hmm. for Democrats to say about Republicans, and I'm sure I've said it. Certainly think it mm-hmm. that yep. the people um, you know who claim to be very pro-life are also happy with executions and stuff like that. Happy with capital punishment. Yeah. I'm reasonably yeah. sure there's there's a good number of examples of that of of people who who would say they were pro-life but are in favor of capital punishment. But just just to say you know Republicans they're the kind yeah. of people that is actually a a conflation of views and it's um it's a bit like we were talking about at the heart of well much of the heart of the QAnon theories um are conspiracies are that people will just say this is the kind of thing you would expect from those kind of yeah. people. Yeah. Therefore, I'm going to not question that, yeah. despite all the all the appeals to do your own research. I'm not. I don't have to bother because that's the kind of thing I would expect them to be like. Yeah. So there's that's, a bit of yeah. hasty generalization in there, mm. Mm. which we've talked about in the past. There's a few different fallacies that kind of factor in here yeah so our our second example comes from a telly rally that trump was holding in the kind of run-up to the election in uh, 2020 and uh, he said this about biden biden has vowed to defund the police and take away your guns and biden america you and your family will never be safe biden absolutely did not vow at all in any way to defund the police or take away your guns no, just like <laughs> Hillary didn't want to, you know, take away the the Second Amendment yeah. or any of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were there were other Democrats who were in favour of defunding the police, um, and that phrase "defunding the police" gets warped massively by yeah. by people depending on which side of the debate they're on. Yeah. But even then. There, there were other. De- there were some Democrats, not even necessarily the same Democrats who were in favour of defunding the police, who were in favour of taking away guns to some extent. Yeah. Um, although that's quite a fringe belief in in, or at least stated belief in the Democratic Party. In fact, there was a there's a meme. Do you know these things like me and then a picture, also me and then a picture that that kind of contradicts yeah. it. And yeah. and there's yeah. one that I found which had Democrats and a picture of Hillary Clinton saying, I am not here to take away your guns. And then also Democrats with Beto O'Rourke saying, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, which is kind of representative of what those people have said. And they are both yeah. Democrats, but yeah. they're not the same person. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. all that demonstrates is that two Democrats have different views about yeah. an issue. Yeah. That isn't yeah. a 
that doesn't demonstrate the hypocrisy of Democrats or the fact that <laughs> Hillary really did want to take away your guns and she was lying when she said she didn't. Those are, those are two different people. And actually, frighteningly, if I'm not conflating a view, what it does illustrate is that the Republicans speak with one voice about everything and then <laughs> accuse the Democrats for not doing that. And we kind of know that that's not true about the Republicans. They don't all speak with one yeah. voice. They're, they're, that's the other one. Is they, they're, they're, The conflation of views is the, the, the unspoken one is, and we don't do that. Yeah. We are, you know, we're, we're all together now and we're all, you know, where we go one, we go all. Yeah, yeah. This, this suggestion all, that people who are part of the same group must all think the same yeah. way, and I can rely on yeah. that, is, yeah. is kind of part of this. And, and, and that's why there was constant questioning um, of, of uh, Biden in the run-up to the election about defunding the police despite the fact mm. he he did not run on defunding the police at all and said uh that he yeah. wasn't running on it and in fact his plans um and what he followed through on increased funding to the police whereas trump's plan economic plan that he did come up with before <laughs> actually did cut funding to the police so yeah but the fact that there were some democrats who did say we need to defund the police meaning we need to demilitarize the police and yeah. divert some of the money that they have into Massive social funding. care yeah. and yeah. have ways yeah. of dealing with mental health issues that aren't a guy with a gun going into the situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's obviously way more nuanced. And so mm -hmm. the unfortunately very malleable phrase defund the police was used to describe it. So in fact, there's a, there's a, conflation, a conflation there in what the meaning of defund the police is so there's two viewpoints so what what you're saying when people say oh you mean defund the police you're conflating your view of defund the police with somebody else's view of defund the police and not doing the nuanced differences <laughs> yeah i don't oh, know this that... is a marvelous <laughs> maybe that's it one, i don't it? know who knows yeah. we're making it up as we go along so yeah, yeah. sure <laughs> what the hell yeah <laughs> Yeah. So uh, they're all there. <laughs> so our third example from Trump World comes from Candace Owens, and this was during the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial, which is yeah. sadly now over. I mean, I'm glad it's over, but not the way it went. Not unexpected, but what the fuck? She yeah. tweeted, "The kind of people who thought O.J. Simpson was innocent are the same people who believe that Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. Facts don't matter to emotionally indoctrinated zombies; only feelings do." Wow. Yeah. Well, actually, that's quite. That's quite, the the last two lines are actually the kind of uh, explanation of why this fallacy exists. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it that facts don't matter, only feelings do. So what you need to do is, you know how you feel about yeah. X. Well, you, that applies to this bunch of people. Y. So you know Y equals X, and you can feel really angry about it. Yeah, because yeah. you're emotionally indoctrinated. So, mm. whereas facts, you know, like <laughs> actually some Democrats said this, some Democrats yeah. said that, you know, the defunding uh, is means this over here, means that over there. He did actually pay for more police in your sense of the term of funding. Trump didn't. He, his plan was to reduce the funding. So in another sense, that's defunding. But, you know, but those kind of facts... 
don't matter. <laughs> You're quite right, Candice. They don't. People like you. So this is was pretty difficult to research actually because mm. it was extremely hard to find anyone who expressed the opinion that oj simpson was innocent was innocent yeah <laughs> except for maybe oj himself yeah i guess you could and, pull I, him. and i don't know do what oj kyle? thinks about kyle. OJ? Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. uh so that meant that basically what candace has done has is assumed that mm. democrats believe kyle is guilty because they don't listen to the facts, which mm. is not how that works, and that yeah. Democrats think OJ Simpson's innocent, I'm well, not no, sure I, where she gets that from. No, no. Who are the people that thought OJ was innocent? Complete, you know, uh, rabid fuckwits. You know, who, who emotionally indoctrinated zombies. Yeah, those people. Yeah, those people who you wouldn't have tried. Well, they're the same people that think he's guilty. It was such an outrageous view to hold. That's what I'm. I'm taking that view yeah. and I'm applying that to people who believe that Carl Rittenhouse is guilty. But you've got yeah. You, surely you have to back that up with some facts. <laughs> I think the thing is the most generous you could possibly be <laughs> is yeah. that the system works in such a way that the prosecution didn't necessarily meet their burden of proof in the O.J. Simpson trial because of various right. issues with, you know, police corruption and things like that. Right. And that's why he was found not guilty, was because the, the burden wasn't met by the prosecution. And in the same way, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict came down because the prosecution didn't meet the burden... It, which in Wisconsin requires them to prove it wasn't mm -hmm. self-defense beyond reasonable doubt, which is a bizarre wow. system. In Wisconsin, once self-defense is asserted as a defense, mm -hmm. it becomes the burden on the prosecution to prove it wasn't self-defense, which is not how it works in lots of other places. In the rest um, of the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Well, I did it in self-defense. How, how come you murdered this person, <laughs> right? Purely self-defense. Oh, right, yeah. And yeah. ultimately, that kind of... Although there's still a lot of questions, uh, which we may deal with in another episode. <laughs> not just now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, is why the verdict came out the way it did but that isn't the same right. as believing oj was innocent or believing kyle's guilty no and i think that's far more nuanced than candace owens is capable of yeah and i don't think that's a conflation of views i think that's just true <laughs> it's kind of, yeah but yeah it's candace a weird and her uh, and, and in that limit. thing what she's doing is is the kind of guilt by association thing of saying people who mm. thought oj simpson innocent are obviously idiots yeah, they're the same people, the same kind of people who believe Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty. Therefore, if you believe Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty, you're, you're as much of an, much idiot, an idiot as yeah. people who think OJ was innocent. Yeah, with no basis, yeah. obviously. No, in any no. of it. And now is the time I think for Mark's British politics corner. Well, it's very hard in British politics to to find anyone that goes to the extent to say these people are like those people. I think it's because they're a bit wary of people calling them out to say, well, you've just drawn a comparison that is invalid. So they kind of don't do that, um, which 
is even more scary because it feels like it's the truth and you have to do a little bit of picking away at it to go, wait, wait a minute, what you've just done is conflate the views of this lot with the views of that. You're, what you're doing is telling me that these people are like those people, but without saying as much, which is quite scary. So, um, so we're going to go back to our friend of the show, Home Secretary Freddie Patel, <laughs> and just as Trump conflated the accidental shooting of Catherine Steinle by Garcia Zarate with the view that all all Mexicans are therefore killers. Here's Home Secretary Priti Patel in the wake of the Liverpool taxi bomb on the 15th of November as she's appealing for space for the investigation to be completed. There's a live investigation taking place right now. They all need the time, the space to do the work that they are doing in terms of investigating the incident. Um, but of course, we as a government, I as Home Secretary, continue to work with everyone when it comes to the security of our country and making sure that we're taking all the necessary steps required. So what that means, all the necessary steps required, is despite saying appealing for calm and saying, actually, let's just let the investigation go on, what she has done and what's necessary for her government to do is two days later when she was speaking to reporters on a flight to Washington is to jump to a conflation of views about terrorists and just plain asylum seekers. And she said, these people have come to our country and abused British values, abused the value of the fabric of our country and our society. And as a result of that, there's a whole industry that thinks it's right to defend these individuals that cause the most appalling crimes against British citizens, devastating their lives, blighting communities. And that is completely wrong. So what she's done is casually and calculatingly conflates asylum seekers more broadly with dangerous criminals whilst frantically shoveling blame away from her department. And she does this by also conflating human rights lawyers with a broken system. And she, to say the whole point of her, what she's saying is, is to do that, is to say, OK, these human rights lawyers, the kind of people that are human rights lawyers, what they're doing is defending a broken system. And she, she talks about that. She says... In the same interview, the case in Liverpool was a complete reflection of how dysfunctional, how broken the system has been in the past and why I want to bring changes forward. Problematic bit of that is the past because that's the politician whose party has been in power for 11 years now and that's why it's their system. That's what it's been. Yeah. Why is it broken? We've talked about this before. Um, and she says a whole sort of professional legal services industry has based itself on rights of appeal going to the courts day in, day out at the expense of the taxpayers through legal aid. And so she's conflating the pointless spending of... You know, she, she's appealing to the um, the taxpayers to say, well, you're defending these people and it's at our expense. And it's the same narrative that she was peddling in September 2020 at the Tory party conference. And this is the clip from that under Conservative leadership, the United Kingdom has and always will provide sanctuary when the lights are being switched off on people's liberties, providing a safe haven to the most in need. From the expulsion of Ugandan Asians from a repressive regime to proudly resettling more refugees from outside Europe than any other EU country, to supporting campaigners fleeing political persecution in Hong Kong. And for those defending the broken system, 
the traffickers, the do-gooders, the lefty lawyers, the Labour Party, they are defending the indefensible. And that is something I will never do. So apart from the irony of proudly resettling refugees and defending activists, what she's doing is conflating lawyers with lefty do-gooders and, and worse, the Labour Party, with the broken system because they're defending the broken system. So these, in her view, the people that are working as part of a system that grants people the right of asylum and the right of appeal, you know, international human rights kinds of stuff, the people that do that are the same kind of people that are defending a broken system. They're broken system defenders, which is awful. But you kind of think well, the system is the broken system is your system. <laughs> In looking at the 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 reason why she's kind of saying this stuff and continuing this narrative that they invented over a year ago is part of that that they invented this narrative over a year ago and done nothing about it. It's nothing to do with lawyers defending the indefensible. The Liverpool bomber bomber Al Swialmeen was reportedly refused asylum in 2014 and lost an appeal in a lower court and had his attempt to appeal to a higher court rejected. And yet he's somehow managed to stay in the country. So this is like 2014, 2017 at latest. And the Home, Sec the home Office source offered to, to the Independent where this is reported that there were many varied reasons. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> and, so the extent of the yeah. system being broken was what happened after mm. the courts did their job properly. Had, yes. <laughs> and and that yeah. bit, yeah. which is enforcement, is squarely under the Home yeah. Secretary's purview. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with lawyers, yeah. lefty do-gooders, do-gooders and lefty lawyers, or the Labour Party, but firmly in the, <laughs> in the remit of the Home Office. Yes. And... Court, record, court records for the cases indicate that Al Swilmeen was not legally represented when appeals against his asylum case decision came before the courts. According to those records, he represented himself as the Bloody cases progressed. Which self lawyer. Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah quite tem attempting to go too good. Yeah, you know, with a fool yeah. as a client. This suggests that he ever, if he ever did receive legal advice, it would have been at the early stages, and any legal representatives that were involved then removed themselves from the case before it came to a yeah, court see, it's hearing. These, it's these do-gooding pro se defendants that are, are yeah. ruining the system. Yeah. Defending they're breaking that they're defending a broken system yeah exactly and furthermore the president of the law society of england and wales stephanie boyce said to the independent when people are subject to a life or death decision they should have a right of appeal to make sure of a correct outcome fair enough and that only half of asylum appeals were upheld and it was not lawyers, but, as we suspect, poor home office decision-making coupled with catastrophic delays that are crippling the asylum system. Catastrophic delays not to deport the guy who failed to win his appeal against deportation in somewhere between 2014 and 2017, who's still in the country four years later, sufficient to detonate a bomb, but it's at the fault... The fault of the people who are defending an indefensible system. Well, they're not. 
Yeah, the system the system did its job. The court system at least did its job. Yeah. The the ones she's yeah. complaining about. It said, "No, you've got you've got no right yeah. of asylum here. You really don't ought not to be here. <laughs> Particularly with the, with your bomb making proclivities, you should not be here. You your appeal is unsuccessful. Off you go." I've seen the views of just one group get brushed across the mall, always get denied the rule of law. I watch that fall while the PM hides. But I find there is no difference. To me, they're all the same. They're fallacies and they're in the To me, they're all the same. Johnny Cash there with They're All the Same from his 1985 hit album. So in the Fallacy in the Wild, we like to talk about the Fallacy of the Week from a non-political perspective. And this week we start with uh, one of Trump's favourite movies, apparently, Gone with the Wind. Oh, right. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because so, yeah, so it's he all claims. about slavery and... Uh-huh. The South and white supremacy. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. go with that. And in this scene, um, this is after Scarlett has taken over a sawmill, which she is kind of ruling with an iron fist, and right. and she is uh, doing business with the Yankees, which is Melanie is not happy about. But Scarlett, you're doing business with the same people who robbed us and tortured us and, and left us to starve. All that's past, Melanie. And I intend to make the best of things, even if they are Yankee things. People come in here buying lumber, the same people that tortured us and robbed us and so, raped us. and Yeah, us. from the perspective yeah. of the movie, the Yankees did mm-hmm. treat the hero people, Melanie and, and Scarlett and, and Tara and all of uh, the, the people we care about in the movie poorly yeah. <laughs> at best <laughs> um, in the yeah. first kind of two hours of the movie. Yeah. And now Scarlett is doing business with people who are also from the north of the country. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, Melanie is, is saying it's the same people. It's, you know, not necessarily the same people. Probably isn't the same people. Yeah. It's probably now businessmen that she is doing business yeah. with and people who are kind of moving to the south and suggesting that because they are essentially just from the same part of the country, that therefore yeah. you should uh, you should hold them with the same contempt as you would the actual individuals who caused us pain, um, is yeah. is this fallacy? And if we've learned anything from Nelson Mandela, he actually said, "Well, the only way you can progress is to treat the self same people that have treated you badly differently." Yeah. So our second example is from a 90s movie called Breast Men, which is about the doctors who developed the uh, silicon breast implant. Um, And it, over the years, caused some problems for some people and there were lawsuits that ensued. And this is a a kind of moment of one of the lawyers, plaintiff's lawyer, against Dow Chemical in this case, I think. Take a good look at that. That's what an explanted silicone breast implant looks like right there. Brought to you by the same people who brought you Agent Orange. <laughs> so right. 
<laughs> yeah, he's saying yeah. that the, the the silicon breast implant that had been that he has a in a jar of like formaldehyde is is brought to you by the same people who brought you Agent Orange. It's well. not in so many ways, <laughs> but Dow as a company did both produce Agent Orange for the U.S. government and also yep. produced silicon breast implants. They didn't invent either of yep. them. <laughs> right. But because they produced them both as a chemicals company, basically uh, Dow were involved, uh, Dow Corning, I think it was at the time, because they worked with silicon. They were a producer of silicon and they had kind of done lots of silicon-based science. They were approached by the doctors who came up with the concept of the silicon breast implant and, and kind of worked together with them because it was a material they knew about. Right. So they ended up getting sued in class action and lost and lost lots and lots and lots of money and they also were one of the military contractors that supplied the u.s government with agent orange in and prior to vietnam which which ironically was viewed by americans at the time or who as a good thing fiercely patriotic about it they were at the uh, time uh, yeah because yeah, that you know that uh, and that's interesting that the the view that that was an amazing amazingly good thing as now we kind of through the press whatever or the view changed such that that was a bad thing sufficient yeah. to be able to say these are the same people that brought you agent orange <laughs> and you know what that means yeah yeah well it's a bit like that conflation between aeg the the electrical goods company and buildings stuff for Auschwitz yeah and that's true of, of um, things like Hugo Boss um, because mm. Hugo Boss the company made uh, uniforms for the Nazis designed uniforms for yep. the Nazis um, yep. not probably the same people who are designing clothes for Hugo Boss nope. now so there you go. Yeah, yeah by just just suggesting that this this thing was bad they're the same people who did the bad yep. thing therefore yep. this thing that i'm holding in a jar must be bad must therefore be bad um yes was kind of a big part of his argument um and an unnecessary part of his argument because at the time although more recently um they have decided that silicon implants weren't the cause of autoimmune disorders that that it was right. believed at the time they were you know they had they had the evidence that had come out at the time and and the the uh, research that had been done to point to so there's no need to kind of demonize it in that way no you can just say look here's the proof that these things are bad which kind of goes back to candace owens tweet yeah that actually you know facts don't matter to emotionally indoctrinated zombies <laughs> or the or the jury you know only feelings do yeah so you what he's doing is 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 by doing that conflation Perhaps that uh, there we go. Maybe that's a, uh, a characteristic of this particular fallacy is that, as with many of them that we've identified, is that what it does is is bypass facts, short circuits, shortcuts across the facts, and appeals directly to the to your emotion. It's it makes you, or it allows you, encourages you to bring your own story to bear. So all you've got to say is Agent Orange, and we go, oh, fuck, yeah. no, that's terrible stuff. Therefore, you know, or, yeah, it's a broken system and they're defending it. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> they must be bad guys, even though they're called do-gooders. Yeah. 
yeah that, and that kind of thing and and in what i've found in many cases with this one is that it seems to be uh kind of popular to use it in this kind of context where essentially you're mm. trying to score points uh with a third party with an audience essentially yeah yeah um and that's certainly the the case in our third example which mm. is from the west wing this is from the episode called The Debate, which is between uh, Arnold Vinick and Matt Santos in the final season. Um, yep. And uh, they're talking here about climate change. That's why the market has always been a better problem solver than the government. And it always will be. While you're trusting the market, we're burning fossil fuels more and more every day, and global warming is melting the polar ice. The same people who told you that, that we were going to run out of oil by the end of the 20th century are now trying to scare us with global warming theory. theories. Vinick there is saying that you don't need to worry about climate change because it's the same people who are telling you that global warming is a problem who told you that we would run out of oil by the beginning of the 20th century, uh, 21st century. And we didn't. Yeah, and uh, we didn't. Therefore, yeah, there, yeah, that, and that's that's absolutely supporting his argument that it that climate change is not a problem. The yeah. the problem is, it wasn't the same people. Obviously, if you give it a second thought, yeah. pe- people who <laughs> yeah. would be talking about whether there's going to be enough oil are geologists. Yeah. People yeah. who are talking about global warming, not geologists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't take much to, to, to do that. People who are going to vote in Vinick. You know, <laughs> they don't need to. Right wing industrialists. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 The thing is, as I found with some examples, and when, when I was looking for examples with Trump, what he tends to do a lot is say, these people who think this are the same as the people who think this. They're the same people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what I found um, when I was kind of seeing if those were the same people is in many cases he'd made one of them up completely oh, right <laughs> so so there was no it wasn't really conflating views as such it was making up yeah. one view and then conflating it with a, and then giving a, it some a group of, of people who think something yeah. different um and yeah. essentially that is kind of what vinick's doing because he mm. said he claims that the people who say climate change is a problem global warming is a problem are the are the same people who said we would run out of oil by the year 2000. Mm. And I found a paper from 2002 saying oil forecasts past and present, which looks at many, probably not all, but certainly many of the major uh, forecasts that geologists and other groups made about when we would hit peak oil. Yeah. Peak oil is... Uh, when we have used about half of the assumed global kind of uh, existing oil hmm. reserves. And they they estimated based on, at the time, whether it was uh, forecasts that were made in the 70s or forecasts that were made right up to, to uh, when this paper was published in 2002, hmm. roughly how much oil there was. And, and generally people uh, thought there were around 2,000 giga barrels of oil right um like in the uh, in existing in the earth so yep. peak oil uh was when we had used up a thousand giga barrels or or right. produced at least and and kind of were available for use um and at that point that was kind of when the production the global production of conventional oil would peak and then it would decline over 
over time. But it would take a while then for, to run out, essentially. So Vinnick is saying that we would uh, people claimed we would run out of oil mm-hmm. before 2000, and none of the <laughs> forecasts at all thought <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, there were only a few that claimed that we would hit peak oil before 2000. Uh, and wow. even from from 1972, they were saying yep. oil is, is likely to become increasingly scarce from about the year 2000. The UN uh, Conference on the Human Environment in 1972 said it was likely that peak production will have been reached by the year 2000. Uh, the UK Department of Energy in 1976 said the peak would be about 2000. So, so a lot of these were saying that would be when we would hit the peak. No one was saying oil would run out by 2000 wow yeah so yeah so the the view he is conflating with the people now saying global warming is a problem didn't even yeah. exist <laughs> but wow. the, one, the ones who were saying some the saying scary stuff about when we yeah. would run out of oil yeah. weren't yeah. the same people <laughs> wow. um, they yeah. they tended to yeah. be people like esso and bp and shell <laughs> because yeah, yeah. they're the ones who care when the oil is going to run out. <laughs> exactly. And and also possibly the Saudis would have been listening to that because they're uh-huh. the ones that control the price. Yeah. So they are, if they are able to say, well, it's beginning to run out, so we're going to have to put the price up. Yeah. Yes. And we're delighted to say that Vinick didn't win. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Sorry, if you've not watched the last season of West Wing, um, he, he didn't win. Yeah. Didn't get in. Alan Alder. Is fantastic and oh yeah. my god, he's brilliant! And and that episode was broadcast live, yeah. So there were actually two versions of it one, one for the east coast, yeah. And the west coast, um, I want to see the other yeah. one because I've only ever seen the one that went out on the west coast. I think god, it'll be so good. So we're gonna we're gonna play fake news, folks. I love the game, it's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody, as well as anybody. Yes, it's time for Fake News, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. Yeah, you see, the people who said I'd never win are the same people who spend $40 in one of those cream machines at the amusement park to win a $10 plush Squid Game character. So I wouldn't believe a word they say. God, Squid Game crane game, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. go for that. But I think, yeah, if you... <laughs> if you but I think the the penalty for not getting the Squid Game character <laughs> yeah, you, they kill probably you. a bit harsher yeah. than ju- yeah, yeah, yeah just putting another fifty cents in yeah. yeah yeah still it's worth the risk so <laughs> yeah our our uh, examples this week come from right Trump has been doing the shows uh, he's okay. he's gone on the circuit okay. again because okay. he is touting his new book because all presidents oh. write a book. Oh, um, oh! Now that's exciting. Well, I yeah. would suggest it as the thing we should do for Q next. Yeah. But yeah. whereas you know regular normal presidents write a book because they you know have stuff to say, mm-hmm. Trump's done a picture book. <laughs> of, course, of course, he has. He has done a, a coffee table book. <laughs> Of pictures taken by the White House photographer during his a thousand words. Yes, yeah. but let's face it, he has written all of the captions. I said, "This is a picture of me standing." Yeah. He didn't even need to go in the rose garden. Yeah, I, I can't remember which of the late night hosts said, but it's a it's like kind of your third grade teacher saying he did all the captions himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like didn't need any help. Yeah, 
He yeah. <laughs> wrote them all down in big sharpie uh-huh. letters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't he a clever boy? So yeah. So he's been, okay. He's been doing all doing of the, the all of the uh, sympathetic shows that will praise him and tell when him what a great how, job how he's many, done. He's done. Uh, he's done Mark Levin. He's done Hannity. Right. He's done. Uh, inevitably, he will have called into Fox and Friends for an hour. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, and, be, and um, they've just kind of, <laughs> they just put the phone down on the table. Yeah, and left. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's he's kind of touting it to anyone who will who will tell him what a good boy he's been. And <laughs> yeah. um, this is Hannity. He okay. he talked to Hannity. It was a an amazingly hagiographic interview <laughs> where where Hannity uh, kind of most of his questions were things like you know. How how do you deal with the media who's so horrible and corrupt and right, and yeah, evil yeah. to you and say yeah, such mean yeah. things that are completely not true? Yeah, how do you deal <laughs> with that? Yeah. yeah, how do you it's feel like, about that? It's it's like softball questions, but instead of a softball, it's a marshmallow. <laughs> it's amazing. One of the, a big one, one of those yeah. big, yeah, huge one of those, ones with the, that have large. choking warnings. Yeah. on the on the packet. Yeah, yeah. okay, so. <laughs> These right. were things that he touched on <laughs> during right. that interview with Hannity, which, right. to be fair, covered a lot of ground. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, Afghanistan. Okay. He said, They left with all their equipment behind. They left brand new airplanes and brand new everything. They have more equipment. You know, they have 700,000 machine guns and rifles and guns, and many of them are on the black market. They don't need that many. Many are on the black market. We had 28 Apache helicopters, the most incredible machine. And you know who's got them now? Two of them each. Russia has two. China has two. Because they're back engineering it so they can build the exact same helicopter. Mm-hmm. That sounds suspiciously... Machine guns and rifles and guns. <laughs> okay, okay. What what's left after machine guns and rifles and uh-huh. guns and guns? Okay, yeah. Uh, two. All right. Okay. Think number two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, "If you look at the border, it's the worst. When I was when I took over, it was terrible, and I fixed it. We had no drugs coming through, like the least drugs ever. By which I mean forty years." And now it's the total opposite. Just this week, they stopped a record like a truck with an amount of fentanyl and crystal meth like nobody's ever seen. Bad stuff. And that's just the stuff they're catching. What about the rest? I had a great relationship with the president of Mexico. He liked me a lot. We got on very well. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) This is one of his delightful self-aggrandizing non sequiturs <laughs> yeah 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 uh, okay um, all right statement number three mm-hmm. is about the press yeah he said uh they are corrupt they are and i say it and i don't want to say it much but i say it and i hope in the future i won't have to they are the enemy of the people and we could have a country that would be able to heal and get together except the media ferments it they are so corrupt and you know i called it i came up with the term fake news a long time ago I don't know if I'll get credit for that, but that's okay. Mm. The fake news, but it's really the corrupt news. It's corrupt, what they do. And they're so important, it could be, well, important. (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck is he talking about? Okay. Right. Mm, I'm a little bit suspicious of foments. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I quite like his, I say, and I don't want to say it much, but I say it and I hope I won't have to. And his repeat of important. Yeah, okay. Uh, trouble is, it's like AI. Every time I kind of point out the things that I suspect, those are the things that you improve upon next <laughs> time so that you make them more Trump-like. Yeah, I'm like the Terminator. Exactly. The learning machine. Yeah, it <laughs> just will not stop ever. Yeah, I'm going to have to crush you under a steam <laughs> hammer and shove you into lava to uh, to to stop you. Okay, uh, the back engineering thing, quite like that. Machine guns and rifles and guns. You see, that could be a gym-sized Trumpism. And the ferments. Oh, no. Fentanyl crystal meth I've just seen again. Okay, okay. The, much as I like the non-secretary at the end, I think that number two, is the one that you made up okay and of yeah. the other two which are you more convinced by i'm more convinced by the machine guns and rifles and guns <laughs> oh my <laughs> oh my <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes okay that, yes yeah and number one yep. is mm-hmm Real. They left with all their equipment behind. They left brand new airplanes and brand new everything. We, they have more equipment. You know, they have 700,000 machine guns and rifles and guns, and many of them are on the, on the black market. They don't need that many. Many are on the black market. We had 28 Apache helicopters, the most incredible machine. And you know who's got them now? Two of them each. Russia has two. China has two. Because they're back engineering it so that they can build the exact same helicopter. But that, what, so what is that thing? They have 700 machine guns, many of them on the black market. They don't need that many. Yeah, so he's saying like, that this like is how. limit this on is, the black market. This is what was left by, right. by America in yeah, Afghanistan in the, yeah. when they left, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, the, the Taliban don't need 700,000 machine guns. So they are right. selling them basically on eBay, and okay, okay. Uh, and so you know you're funding the Taliban, um, yeah, yeah, and also <laughs> yeah, they've put them on Etsy. I think yeah. they've got they're kind of like you know <laughs> sort of you know homemade yeah black and market also machine two, guns. Two helicopters for anyone who wants one, basically, or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, we had twenty eight pictures. Who's got them now? Well, two of it. Okay, so yeah. where are the other twenty four? That's, <laughs> that's the question. Well, um. Here's the thing. Right. <laughs> Any of that true? Uh, hang on, I'm just, re- I'm just reading through it. No, none of it's true. No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, not, not a single thing he said there is true. How does it, how, does he, how, does he, does he think it's true? Or does he know full well that nobody's going to call him out on the shit he constantly spouts. A bit like you've got to have a, you have a, there's this massive pipe that comes out of the seawall and it just spews shit out into the sea. And you go, well, especially yeah, in we, Kent recently. Yeah, yeah. We've got to, we've, we've got to have that. 
That's mm-hmm. we just got, you know, just don't go there. That's <laughs> that's what it does. That's what it does. You just and you, your kids are saying, well, why, why are we, why have we got that? I said, well, it's just we've got to get the shit out of the country somehow. That's the only way we can deal with it, and yeah. that's fundamentally what he is. So nobody kind of calls it out. They just go, we. We've got to have one. <laughs> it's it's not, we can't really do anything about it. Best not draw attention to it. <laughs> so let's go through it. They left yeah. with all their equipment yeah. behind. That doesn't even make any sense. But they left with all their equipment behind. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but if it made sense, it yeah. still wouldn't be true because for for some time, but before. The U.S. Exactly. left Afghanistan. Left. They were shipping out equipment. All the, they were yeah. sending equipment to other areas for the U.S. military to use, or they were yeah. destroying, immobilizing, or demilitarizing equipment. Putting beyond use. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, they left brand new airplanes and brand new everything. No, they didn't. There were no brand new airplanes. All of the airplanes that every, were left, every... and there were some airplanes left, um, uh-huh. were essentially unusable either because they had kind of rendered them immobile or yep. because they were not the, the you know the Taliban wouldn't have the the ability or technology to be able to use them but they weren't certainly brand new no because no, there were no Trump, brand new things Trump who who would have paid for new airplanes knowing that they were pulling out Trump yep. certainly didn't because he was saying we need to pull out he was yeah. the one that said let's just make that clear listeners <laughs> he was the one that said we should stop putting more money in yeah. and pull out so he's not going to have paid for brand new airplanes to go in between him saying we should pull out and biden pulling no, people that would out. be idiotic also yeah. <laughs> the they they have seven hundred thousand machine guns and rifles mm. and guns oh my uh-huh um, yeah more and, than one each. Yeah. Well, yeah. when Biden took office mm-hmm. in January 2021, um, there were two and a half thousand US troops in Afghanistan. Yeah. So that's that's like 280 guns per person. Each. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the military kind Which, of doesn't work like that. No, it you seems can, like you get, too get many. One, you get, yeah, a little bit. You get one yeah. and you look after it. Don't you? Isn't that what we're what we've learned through watching stuff with Jake Gyllenhaal in? You yeah. just go, well, this is the one thing that you get, and you you learn to you sleep with it, and you know you can take it apart blindfold and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You don't get, yeah. This is get, my gun. Yeah, it's yeah. Not it's like all the other guns, but it's not the yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You don't get 285 um, of them. This you don't. Is my no, no, no. I've got 284 <laughs> others. Yeah. I'm just not going to bother with this one. I'll just use it till it breaks. I won't even bother cleaning it. I'll just, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'm fuck just going to use it in one tomorrow. Gun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this seems to be <clears throat> a, a an arbitrary doubling of a real number. Oh, okay. But that real number, which was yeah. actually 358,530 assault right. rifles was right. the figure from a 2017 report from the U.S. Government Accountability Office, which counted yep. the number of rifles provided to Afghanistan, so to both the U.S. military mm-hmm. and all of the Afghan army who were fighting the Taliban yep. between 2004 to 2016. Oh, wow. So over that 12-year oh, yeah. period, yeah, 
The that US the government total. provided over 350,000 assault rifles to the Afghan army and the US army in Afghanistan at the time, over, over 12 years. Obviously, they weren't all left behind. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they would have come back with each serving they, Yeah, that, does not, that, that doesn't count any guns that were then removed from Afghanistan yeah. over, to, over that period or yeah. since that period, from 2016 to 2020. Right. And it, even if it did, even if all of those were just for the US military, which they weren't, and yep. they were left there. That's still half the number he said, <laughs> <laughs> and it would still be 140 per person in the US military. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, which just doesn't happen. Obviously not true. Um, no. As for the Apache helicopters, right? The Pentagon says there were no Apache helicopters left behind in the in Afghanistan, right? At all, because they were the things not that one. they would have used to fly people out. With. Yeah, yeah. They A lot have gone of the back airplanes, and just left them there. A lot of the airplanes yeah. and helicopters. Yeah. Um, including some Black Hawks and, and others. Yeah, yep. they, they left because people were leaving and mm. some of those people were pilots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. But here's the thing. I, I think that his claim that China and Russia had them is an example of accelerating truth, which is mm-hmm. one of the other multiples of 11 episodes that we did. Because ah. he said, hey. Trump said in um, September... I guarantee that China and Russia already have our Apache helicopters and they're taking them apart to find out exactly how they're made. They're the best in the world by far. So that was him saying, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, (laughs) I reckon. What I've just made up. China and Russia have them because they they probably left them behind and now probably China and Russia have them. And now he's saying, yeah, they've got two each and and they're reverse engineering them. Yeah, it's it's because he made it up. Because he made it up. I've, I've, people, other people have said it's been reported that. Yeah, yeah, I'm Jesus sure I heard Christ. it somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it. I made it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And, and of course, no. Where's where's our Australian journalist when we need him? Yeah, to to actually say yeah, all these numbers of things of facts that you've they're all just made up. <laughs> no, no, you've got to look at the charts. What the charts that you've written with a sharpie? Yeah. You can't ask me the question now. that you want to ask. Yeah. No, no, no. You've got to look at you've got to look at the charts. Not those charts. These ones. That's oh Jesus Christ. So you also think that number three is real? I do. I, on the basis of it, despite the fact these comments. <laughs> yeah. Number three look, is real. They are corrupt. They are, and I say it, and I don't want to say it much, but I say it, and I hope in the future I won't have to. They are the enemy of the people. And we could have a country that would be able to heal and get together, except the media foments it. They're so corrupt. And, you know, I called it, I came up with the term fake news a long time ago. I don't know if I'll get credit for that, but that's okay. The fake news, but it's really the corrupt news. It's corrupt what they do. And they're so important, it could be, well, important. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> just, uh, I, uh, all these little caveats. Uh-huh. I say, and I don't want to say it much, but which it's like, I'm not being racist, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not being funny, but, I'm not going to be funny. Uh-huh. So I'm, not, I'm not racist, but I'm going to be racist. It's, uh, I don't want to say it much, and now I'm going to say it. A lot. <laughs> and I hope in the future. What the fuck? What, who does he think he's convincing? That's the, well, apart from Hannity, that's the kind of 
it's like a horse coming up to a jump and then refusing, <laughs> and they go back and they go back. It's like a, like a Lipizzaner horse yeah. doing the dancey bit in order to distract, to say, see, I don't want to have to say this. And you go, okay, we forgive you <laughs> for saying it because you've given all of the reasons why you don't have to say yeah. it. We will not <laughs> hold you to account for having said it because it's a, it's a difficult and painful truth that you're revealing. And you, the, the, we know that it's difficult and we know that it's painful because you've told us how difficult and painful it is. Therefore, we will accept the truth and absolve you of all responsibility for having made the fucking thing up. <laughs> and therefore, and that's how you get away with it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it is a version of a filler word. He doesn't say right. um and er a lot when he talks. Uh, yeah. and he doesn't tend to say yes. kind of like and you know yes. and things like that. So I think what he does, because people have this dislike of silence when you're yeah. trying to think of how Except to I work really like when trump is silent. oh yeah it's brilliant yeah <laughs> but when you are speaking and you're trying to think of the word that you want to use that will best put forward your point or yeah make the most sense or describe how you're feeling exactly right yeah people rather than pause for a couple of seconds will add in filler words they'll say you know a lot of some people will just say, you know, all the time. I mm. say arm or er, and I tend to cut a lot of those out in the edit. Yeah, but it's one of those things that people just don't like the silence. And actually, mm. if you're learning to do public speaking, it's it's a good idea to get comfortable with that couple of seconds of silence because because actually quite powerful. Yeah, when people <laughs> yeah. are listening to you, it doesn't sound bad. It sounds like you are wanting to make sure that you're using the right mm. words, and unless you have extended silence like boris johnson <laughs> sometimes yeah. <laughs> when he yeah. can't think of the next thing that he needs to say because exactly. he's lost when, his place in the speech he's been completely flummoxed by somebody yeah. asking him something but yeah. instead i think trump just keeps talking mm. i do, he doesn't have the filler words that he inserts he's he keeps talking as if Everything he's saying is important yeah. and everything he's saying is intentional and part of what he was planning on doing in the first place. Yeah. But it's just a way of killing time and filling the silence until his brain kicks back in and, but, and but it's also he finishes the, his thought. It's also the, the John Wayne school of acting. It's where you keep, <laughs> yeah. you keep talking because the camera is on you. Yeah. And that's you know, that very much Trump. Yeah, because you know, conflating him with John Wayne, he's the kind of person that would just keep the camera. He's aware that the camera is rolling on him, and if he stops speaking, that's when they'll cut away. Yeah, and that, and it also reminds me of Margaret Thatcher, who used to drop her voice at the end of a sentence, and people would take that as the end of a sentence, and then come in, and they would. She would actually drop her voice in mid-sentence. People would think it was the end of a sentence and come in and and she would get frustrated that, that she was being interrupted. So what she would do is not drop her voice at all, ever. So people would have, would have to jump in <laughs> and interrupt her, which would irritate her because they interrupted her. But it, yes, he's exactly that... that and I think she was taught that by Sachi and Sachi, the advertising people. So is that kind of the John Wayne thing? We need to occupy the 
So you could say your lines as slow as you possibly can. Yeah. Or for as long as you possibly can because the camera is rolling on you and that's what people are paying for. <laughs> and the, what the problem is, you fill the space up with shit <laughs> that, that make, renders what you're saying meaningless. Yeah. Whereas the likes of Obama are really good at silences. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Obama, yeah. You, you will hear him go, uh, uh, well, he's thinking of the next thing to say. <laughs> yes, exactly. He fills, he fills the space with noise. Yeah. But yeah, now that I've realised that, I will be yeah. inserting that, that uh, technique into my fake ones to make them harder to spot. <laughs> I know. God damn you. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I'm always I'm learning. Just... <laughs> yeah, I'm always learning. It's like, it's like bloody Skynet going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, you did uh, get that one correct. Number two. I know. All I was see, fake I, news. The foments. Even he did really enjoy saying foments. Yeah, he? he really. Yeah, he kind of. That's his word of the day: toilet paper, isn't it? That he's he's kind yeah. of got that. It's yeah. like he really did enjoy yeah. doing that. But yeah, yeah. Number two. Yeah. Um, the 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 truck that had a record amount of fentanyl and crystal meth on it is true yep. that that did happen this week right and it yep. was stopped at the border by border patrol you know doing mm. their job and it yep. has been used by republicans as an example of how the borders are working uh, uh, you know not oh, working. oh, oh in yeah. need of borders, oh, okay. borders are yeah, yeah, yeah borders yeah. are not it's working broken system because yeah, look yeah. at all the drugs yeah. that the border patrol caught trying to get through the border right <laughs> Well, that, oh, no, that's surely that's what? Uh-huh. No, uh-huh. Yeah, the fact that people are stopping people bringing the drugs through is an indicator of the fact that the borders yeah. aren't working because people are bringing drugs through. Yeah. Well, no, they're not because they're stopping them bringing yeah. them through. People yeah. being apprehended at the border and and kind of stopped yeah. from getting into the country is, is way up, dramatically up since <laughs> since Trump. Um, yeah. And and that is again an indication that there's a there's a huge border crisis and right. uh everything is has gone to shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, because they're actually because they're stopping people dealing, stopping catching them trying to get across the border. They're kind of in some way solving the problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Far be it for me to say to yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> Which means ultimately that you are now on oh, uh, 40 out of 78. Yay! Oh, my God. So that is that is the highest it, I think you've that, ever been. It is. That's sure. more than half because yeah. f- that's 40 out of 80 is half. Yeah. And that's a lot more. Well, there's <laughs> some more. Some more. There you are, see. Yeah. Yeah. You keep plugging away for getting your plush squid <laughs> game figure. I'm, I'm on a roll. Yeah. Tr- trouble is... The, the better I get at this, the better Jim gets. <laughs> yes, it's time for the part of the show that this week, at least, is called Vaccine Detoxing is Not a Logical Fallacy. Because... This is so good, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, vaccine mandates yeah. work is, is yeah. kind of the upshot of this story. It is mm. that uh, when you tell people that they can't, go out to a restaurant unless they have a, yep. a vaccination people oh they oh, I really want to go to a restaurant but i really right. don't believe yeah, in vaccines thing. but yeah all right then um yeah so yeah yeah they get vaccinated but 
because obviously vaccines are evil and will cause you to become either sterile, tracked by the government, or dead. Or a slave of Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah. One of, uh, yeah. some of them, one or others. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because of them, they want to somehow find a way to, to deactivate uh, the vaccine yeah. that they've been vaccinated with, or render it useless or in some cases try and uninject the vaccine yeah um and so yeah. various kind of which has got to be cheaper basically than getting a getting a fake vaccine pass or yeah i mean yeah that's the other alternative is to yeah. is to pay 400 quid for a um for a fake vaccine card yeah which doesn't give yeah. you the the thing on the nhs app that um yeah we use at least to prove yeah. that we are vaccinated if we need to. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the so so people are giving anti-vaxxers ideas of how to detox from the vaccine. Brilliant. We should have we should have seen this coming <laughs> and invested in it straight away. We could have done it so convincingly. I've got a white coat. What more yeah, do you yeah, need? Yeah. I've got yeah. I've got a stethoscope. Yeah, that's that you know, clearly yeah. trustworthy. Um, yeah. So so the one that has been kind of in the news, it was in covered by NBC, is a TikTok yep. video from a a, right. a doctor, an osteopath. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, okay. But, a, yeah. but she's te- a technically a doctor yeah. called Carrie Madedge, who has outlined the ingredients for a bath that she reckons you okay. can take after your vaccine to mm-hmm. to detox. Okay. And the ingredients of the bath are Baking soda and Epsom salts, which she reckons right. will provide a radiation detox to remove radiation from the that is activated by the vaccine. Okay, <laughs> okay, it it might relax your muscles. Yeah, you this know, is like hot baths. Generally do. <laughs> so this <laughs> is this is yeah. fractally wrong. This is <laughs> every yeah, right. every every, zo- every, tiny every level of zooming. <laughs> It doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. You can zoom in, it's wrong. You zoom out, it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, fractal yeah. wrongness um, has <laughs> has been described by some people as a logical fallacy. So maybe it's something we cover. I'm not quite convinced oh. it's a fallacy rather than just, you know, someone not being right. It's not... Yeah, yeah. Something <laughs> really, really yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, not but, so but much a fallacy. Since it does appear fact. on some lists, maybe we'll cover it at some point because there yeah, are plenty of examples like of Trump being fractally wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there isn't radiation in the vaccine. The vaccine doesn't yeah. initiate or activate any radiation in you. And or, or contain any no. that you put and in. And if it yeah. did... Bathing in baking soda and Epsom salts wouldn't deal with have it. any yeah. effect on that. No, no. Just as it doesn't <laughs> if you get ex- exposed to gamma rays yeah. or, you know, from a nuclear explosion or anything like that. Oh, yeah, have a nice hot bath. <laughs> that will deal with it. No. Yeah. Doesn't work like that. No. Yep. So, uh, but that's not the only ingredients in the bath. That would just be a, oh, okay. a, a pleasant bath. Baking soda. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe a bit yeah. fizzy. On the uh, bit fizzy. on certain yeah. parts, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but she also includes bentonite clay, um, which apparently will mm. add a major pull of poison. Okay, what is what is bentonite clay? What is bentonite? That's a good question. I've got to Google bentonite. Google now. bentonite. Yeah, bentonite. See, I'm not I'm not a clay aficionado personally. So, uh, well, it's an absorbent, swelling clay 
consisting <laughs> this doesn't help consisting mostly of Montmorionite. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> which I, I guess Fair comes enough. from Montmorion, which is in France. Right. But, yeah, it's basically, it's a, it's a, it's a volcanic ash. Okay. So, uh, basically, volcanic, if you put yeah. volcanic ash in seawater, you get clay. It's one of those things that forms the basis of one of those kind of slightly tall, white, um, screw top things that has got some sort of atomic um, symbol on the front that okay. you buy from, and it says detox at 200 grams and it's £12.99. <laughs> so grifter <laughs> clay, clay that grifter clay, clay. Yeah. grifter clay, perfect. <laughs> clay, perfect clay that they can charge you money for, exactly. Um, yes, that, that apparently will also remove the poison that does not exist in the vaccine. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah. And and also if the poison if it did contain poison wouldn't yeah. remove it in any way. No. Um no. How would it? But yeah, uh, exactly. and then you add a cup of borax. Okay. <laughs> uh which is a cleaning well, product. Well it's but is that's <laughs> the that's the active ingredient in in detergent. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's pretty which, yeah, pretty which strong for the longest time was chemical. mined in Death Valley by the Chinese yeah. it's a, in the 1800s. It's, a, it's an yeah. irritant to the skin or to the yeah. eyes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so maybe yeah. not the best thing to bathe in. But um, and, it's a, and, what, and what does that do? Why would you shove that detox, in? Detox generally. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but isn't it not specifically to take nanotechnologies out of you? You mean the nanotechnologies that don't exist in the vaccine? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what that's those what are easily removed. Dr. Carrie Maddox claims. From, <laughs> from watching any sci fi movie you care to mention, <laughs> how you get rid of nanotech that's been pumped into you by, you know, future technologists <laughs> or, or uh, in, whilst you're sleeping. You know, in the Matrix, what you do is just you bathe in a cup of borax. Yeah, she says uh, that there is a a liquefied computing system. That is brilliant. included. Uh, I like love free that. with every vaccine. Yeah, it's pretty liquefied computing. Awesome. That. That's yeah. You know that bit where the 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 new Terminator that looks like a security guard goes through the the bars. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's liquefied. <laughs> Liquefied computing system. Computing. Yeah. That's what that is. She also says that the vaccines are a gateway to transhumanism. Nice. Which uh, I don't think she d- defines transhumanism, but I believe it's generally intended to mean just the the transition between being a human and not being a human. Oh, okay. Being something. So any, any, any amount of episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Will. Yeah, this is the the dawning of the age of Aquarius. So the, yeah. the weird bit is the gate a, a, gateway, it's a gateway to transhumanism. So it's not the actual one. No, it won't so make like, you not human. No. But it's, it's like gateway. it's like smoking compared to <laughs> yeah, smoking exactly, clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or or uh, you know, yeah, pot versus heroin. Once you get or, the COVID vaccine, then you'll just it's get a gateway yeah, drug. Yeah, absolutely. gateway drug. You'll you'll yeah, feel compelled now, somehow to get other to vaccines, some, which will so make you liquid not human. Computing that will make you <laughs> transhuman. Yeah, that's it. It's a it's a slippery slope. Slippery slope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So um, yeah. so NBC asked a you know an actual scientist, right? Uh, called Angela Rasmussen, an actual doctor, yeah, yeah, <laughs> who is a virologist and adjunct professor at the University of Saskatchewan, and uh, she said, yeah, once you're once you're injected, uh, it's started the 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 process of saving your life or pre- <laughs> by preventing you getting ill yeah. has already started. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't you can't unring a bell, she said. You can't yeah. take out the vaccine. You can't, can't deactivate it. it in some way. Yeah. Um she says, you know, apart from the borax, sounds like a nice bath. You know, yeah. have a have a glass of wine and relax in a yeah, in a be fine. Bath. But I like I like the bit she also says, yeah, but she, you so you go for your vaccine by the, basically, by the time you get to your car, it's 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 already started. Yeah. The magic has begun. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a kind of ill-advised, probably a satirical <laughs> use of the word magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the smart thing that people are doing, right, to to okay. avoid all of this <laughs> yeah. problem with trying to okay. get rid of the vaccination after you've had the vaccination, right. is to not have the vaccination, uh, but but somehow fake. As if you have had it. Have had it, yeah. Um, and in Greece, right. this has been a thing recently where people right. have been paying doctors to mm-hmm. inject them with saline or, or water and yeah. write down that it was the vaccine. Right. And that, so they've been bribing doctors and nurses to do this. Apparently the going rate is about €400. Euros. Remind me again, how much does it cost to get the vaccine? Yeah, it's free. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. So mm-hmm. getting the actual right. medicine is yep. free. Getting the yep. getting some saline is is four hundred euros. But they're still getting the injection. They're still they're getting of, the injection of the saline. Yeah. So the okay. So the the why don't they just pay them not to give them the injection? <laughs> yeah. And just say that they have. I don't know if they what, think there's like CCTV in there or something. Checking whether they've got a hole, <laughs> whether they've got a hole punctured in their arm and something shot into it. What? Yeah. I'm not okay. clear on why they are going through with the whole rigmarole <laughs> of actually right. being injected with something. Yeah, going somewhere, booking that, <laughs> paying somebody to do it, and then getting it done. Yeah, and having the pain of of a jab, you know, just a small prick. No, you're a fucking enormous cock. That's what you are. <laughs> um, yeah. But apparently, yeah. uh, some of these doctors are right. are a bit worried that yeah. they might get in trouble for taking a bribe and injecting people with water and claiming Say it was like, the vaccine. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they've taken the bribe that they're yep. fine with. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, but they've injected them with a... the real vaccine. The actual vaccine. <laughs> that is brilliant. That is great. So both of them are happy. But fundamentally, that's the perfect yeah. solution, isn't it? Because the anti-vaxxer has paid their money and is convinced that they've not been vaccinated and in their ignorance go away and go about the business and are fine yeah and and of course they behave as though they've been vaccinated they get all of the trappings of those that have been vaccinated and <laughs> because they, they have actually have. yeah <laughs> and that's brilliant um, and, the health, <laughs> and the health service benefits by yeah. 400 euros that's and while this is kind of technically assault what? <laughs> right. The, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give you the, that. Yeah. There's probably not much chance that it's going to be prosecuted, essentially, because no. if the person who has 
who thought they weren't going to be vaccinated finds out and wants to bring an action against the doctor, they yeah. have to admit that they tried to bribe the doctor, bribe the doctor. to give them yeah, 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 yeah. not a real Brilliant. vaccination. <laughs> Brilliant. Because, yes, exactly, because they're under the impression that they've hoodwinked yeah. the system. That is perfect. Yeah. We could run the entire health service on that basis. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. 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 So um, basically the upshot is just get vaccinated. It's much, much easier. <laughs> it's much cheaper. Yeah. So it's much <laughs> you don't, cheaper. Don't and it, worry about uh, all this shit. Yeah, it's free <laughs> and you haven't got to worry about any of that. And actually what it will do is help you in your battle against possibly getting COVID. And finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. As we mentioned earlier, Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty, which is pretty shit. The Opening Arguments podcast and the Legal Eagle YouTube channel both have excellent episodes covering just what happened, but instead I want to talk about the bizarre right-wing hero worship of a teenager who, Mm. in the kindest possible interpretation of events, killed two unarmed men because he was scared they would take his gun and then they would have a gun. This makes him such an alpha male in the eyes of a party where Trump is seen as manly that the worst Congress people you can name are literally challenging each other to contests of strength to decide who gets to employ him as an intern. Matt Gates was quick off the mark to offer him the job, which is weird because he's 18 now, which I thought was a bit old for Matt. And then Paul <laughs> Gosar offered to arm wrestle Matt Gates to settle the matter, <laughs> presumably thinking that his dentistry endowed body language skills would give him some kind of advantage. Madison Cawthorn displayed his impressive originality by issuing the exact same challenge to Lauren Boebert, who then went on Newsmax to instead challenge the wheelchair-bound Cawthorn to a sprint to win the honour of employing a kid with fatally poor judgment. I say let's up the stakes. Get together every single congressperson who is even slightly interested in having Rittenhouse as their intern and fight to the death. Last one standing wins and America gets a government with slightly fewer craven pieces of shit. Speaking of craven pieces of shit, Marjorie Taylor Greene has now introduced a bill to award Rittenhouse a congressional gold medal, the highest honour Congress can bestow on a civilian. This, by the way, is the very same Marjorie Taylor Greene who voted against awarding congressional gold medals to the law enforcement officers who protected the US Capitol on January 6th. Looking like a fat mid-alien transformation, Vickers van der Merwe from District 9, my pillow chief and rabid pro-Trump conspiracy theorist Mike Lindell, now blames his lack of filing his awesome election fraud complaint to the Supreme Court on yet more interference from outside. This time it's not the obvious opponents, <coughs> Newsmax or Fox News or even invisible ones like Antifa, but this time the actual Republican Party itself, apparently because head of the RNC, Rona McDaniel, last week finally made a statement that Biden won the election 10 months after he took office and three days before Lindell was due to submit the complaint. Nothing to do with Lindell not having written anything, of course, or that he couldn't muster any state attorneys general to sign it, despite despite flying from coast to coast pretty much since Trump lost the election, but not one to back down from a delusional pursuit. Remember his withdrawn $5 million reward to anyone that who could disprove his non-existent 37 terabytes of irrefutable evidence that the Chinese flipped all the states in the election? He said he's going to publish the contents of his Supreme Court filing by Thanksgiving anyway. 
Yeah, because that will make all the state attorneys general change their mind for sure. The Daily Beast had the journalistic integrity to ask him a couple of days later about his non-existent Supreme Court filing and why it hasn't been made public, only to be told by Lindell in a very Trumpian way, are you out of your mind? You call me again, I'm suing you. A real foam-filled chip off the old blockhead, ain't you, Mike? The January 6th committee has been busy issuing subpoenas again, with the latest round including Roger Stone, Alex Jones and members of the Oath Keepers' right-wing militia organisation. Given Steve Bannon's recent indictment, it seems likely they'll keep the appointment, but both have already said that they will probably plead the fifth in response to any questions. The committee is probably also going to want to speak to Amy and Kylie Kremer, who run Women for America First, a group that helped plan the protest that boiled over into an insurrection. Rolling Stone reported last week that Kylie Kremer had an aide buy three burner phones and said it was, quote, of the utmost importance that they pay with cash. Wow. They then exclusively used these phones to talk with Mark Meadows, Eric Trump and other members of the administration, which is exactly the kind of behaviour that any normal law-abiding person does when they're arranging a legal gathering. Definitely oh, yeah. nothing to see here. No reason to investigate. Move along. Last Thursday evening and through Friday morning, in what was effectively a Twitter fact-checking service, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi included the tweet, House Democrats are preparing to pass landmark legislation to lower costs, fight inflation and make big corporations and the wealthiest pay their fair share. But Kevin McCarthy is welcome to keep getting facts wrong on the House floor. Plus, she had to hand over her pinball crown to him for speaking the longest. She previously held the record for speaking for eight hours and seven minutes on an immigration reform bill. Kevin spoke from 8.38pm to 5.10am, eight hours, 32 minutes, in an impassioned way about the merits of not building back better, not making health care and prescriptions cheaper, Nah, not even that. He moaned about not being able to afford a Tesla, wishing he'd seen Tiananmen Square and the Berlin Wall come down. How he had his booster jab and now a headache. Abraham Lincoln and the best portraits in his office. Adam Schiff neatly summed it up. If you took the worst orator in the world, gave him the worst speech in the world and made him read it for the longest time in the world, that would be a lot like listening to Kevin McCarthy tonight. Except probably better. When asked what was the point of it all, Republican Dan Newhouse told The Independent, I've no idea. The bill passed, 2.20 to 2.13, shortly before 10am on the Friday. Yet another person subpoenaed by the January 6th committee is Bernie Kerrick. Trump had something to say about that one, and he issued the following statement. The Unselect Committee issued a subpoena to Bernie Kerrick, an American patriot and great former police commissioner of New York City, for its January 6th witch hunt but it didn't realise what they were demanding is a massive trove of evidence of voter fraud. According to Bernie's lawyer, these documents show significant indicators of fraud in the 2020 presidential election scam, but have remained hidden from the public. It's exactly what the unselect committee should be interested in, if this was a real investigation. Bernie wants to comply with the subpoena with a public hearing and asked me to waive attorney-client privilege so Bernie can testify and provide documents which I grant him. The unselect committee will not like what they asked for. 
Now, there's a lot to unpack there, not least the question of what the fuck Trump thinks attorney-client privilege is, since neither (laughs) he nor Kerrick is an attorney. Since we're asking questions, I'd add why they have kept this massive trove of voter fraud evidence hidden. Were they just hoping someone would subpoena it so they could point and laugh and shout, ha, checkmate, libtards? Finally, there's Trump's definition of an American patriot. This is a man who, when he was New York police commissioner post 9-11, used taxpayer funds to set up an apartment for 9-11 first responders, but actually used the apartment to carry on two separate affairs, then went to work for the Bush administration, where he took a quarter million dollar bribe from an Israeli billionaire and was ultimately indicted on eight counts of tax fraud and sentenced to four years in prison. And then Trump pardoned him in 2020. So... Yeah, awesome American patriot. (laughs) Yeah. Remember the voter fraud fraud that Trump convinced everyone with? Well, the Republicans, because they lost, basically, and let's face it, even when they won first time round. Anyway, the Republicans were so convinced that they investigated it all over. And turns out it was them who done it. Rosemary Hartle's vote in the last presidential election, three years after her death, was trumpeted in November 2020 by the Nevada Republican Party as proof of the fraud. The mystery has been solved. On Tuesday, her widower, Donald Kirk Hartle, pleaded guilty to the crime of voting more than once in the same election. The judge, 8 News Now reported, said Hartle had pulled what seemed like a cheap political stunt that kind of backfired and shows that our voting system actually works because you were ultimately caught. And it has caught Republican miscreants before, too. In November 2020, the Trump campaign highlighted a case in which a ballot was cast in the name of a long-dead Pennsylvanian woman. Her son later pleaded guilty to casting that ballot for Trump, saying he had listened to too much propaganda and made a stupid mistake. In Ohio, a Republican official admitted to forging a signature to cast a ballot under the name of his recently deceased father. He told NBC News it was an honest error and also he'd simply been trying to execute a dying man's wishes. In Colorado, a man who was charged in 2021 with murdering his wife, who had disappeared in May 2020, was also charged with illegally casting her ballot for Trump in the November election. He allegedly told FBI agents he'd submitted the ballot because he thought all those other guys are cheating and his wife would have voted for Trump anyway. When approached by CNN, the Nevada Republican Party refused to comment on all this doing the usual thing of throwing sensational claims into the public realm before the actual facts are known, then, if convenient, actual facts eventually emerge, quietly moving on to the next sensational claim, confident that the truth will never reach a good chunk of the Republican base, dead or alive. Yeah, uh, in fact, a week after the election in 2020, the Mm -hmm. Lieutenant Governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, offered a million dollars from his campaign account, not his money, but right. from, from like tax from yep. from donor yep. funds to in, to incentivize, encourage, and reward people to come forward and report voter fraud. So he was basically offering a bounty on people wow. reporting voter fraud. Um, Did it have in, to be backed up with any kind of truth, facts, or well, or evidence? You would you would assume so, yeah. Mm. So that million you know, dollars at stake, yeah, exactly. So he he just paid out last month the mm-hmm. first reward that right. presumably met all of the criteria. $25,000 he paid out. 
yeah. to a to a Democrat in Pennsylvania who reported a Republican for voting twice. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's so good, isn't it? <laughs> when it, it just comes back to bite them. It's, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Be careful what you wish for. It's always fun to hear about insurrectionists who have left the fuck around part of the equation far behind and are now squarely in the find out part. Like QAnon shaman Jacob Chansley, for example, who has now been sentenced to 41 months in prison, although he's now hired Rittenhouse's lawyer for a possible appeal. Given that his claims that he was entirely peaceful were somewhat undermined by video played at the trial of him in the Senate chamber shouting, Time's up, motherfuckers! I don't think ineffective counsel was his problem. <laughs> Yeah. insurrectionist John Lolos won't really be able to claim that either since he completely ignored his lawyer's advice to shut the fuck up and went on a 20 minute rant immediately prior to sentencing in which he claimed the quote smallest police officer I've ever seen in my whole life encouraged him to trespass in the Capitol building and that he only went through the broken window to talk to the police the judge didn't buy his claims of leprechaun cops and said you thought the way to get to a designated protest area was through a broken window Meanwhile, <laughs> Trump's July claim that there were no guns whatsoever at the protest have been debunked uh, again with the charging of insurrectionist Mark Mazza, who, like so many others, helpfully tweeted a video of him insurrectioning. <laughs> he carried with him a Taurus judge, a revolver which can fire both regular forty-five ammo and shotgun shells, both of which Mazza was carrying that day. When the FBI picked him up, he said he'd been hoping to find Nancy Pelosi, but now he was glad he hadn't because, quote, you'd be here for another reason. But sure, peaceful protest, just tourists taking a look at the capital, no harm done, and it was mostly Antifa and BLM anyway. Meanwhile, on this side of the pond, this week in sick man of Europe Island, governed by what former Tory minister Ken Clark described as an elected dictatorship, Pretty Patel continues to mither about taking, about taking back control of our borders by complaining that the French are doing enough to control our borders and blaming the 27 migrants who drowned this week attempting to cross the Channel for wanting to live in the UK. The Tories are finally seen to be the caring, sharing party that they aren't by reneging on the vow that you won't have to sell your house to afford care in your old age, but only if you're poor. So that's not really reneging on those people who count slash donate to the party. They also reneged on building large chunks of the HS2 high-speed rail link to and across the north of England. You know, that thing that's been planned for decades in parts of the country they recently won votes in and promised to level up. But they won't vote Tory next time, so that doesn't matter. Despite his press office saying they were not going to sue the newspaper The European for publishing comments made by him to a colleague that he was experiencing buyer's remorse over marrying Carrie, Boris continues to appear to be in a Covid friendship bubble with everyone in the country when he went to the theatre not wearing a mask after having been asked to wear one. And so, as Boris's Churchill impression coughs, stumbles and falls we are faced with the prospect that Starmer is trying to become Clement Attlee with all the post-war promise that shaped the then Labour Party's policies on health, welfare, housing, workers' rights, nationalisation, education and the economy. You know, all those progressive socialist policies that Corbyn espoused and that Starmer has spent his leadership determined to destroy the memory of. After two years of Boris's premiership, 
And on the anniversary of Corbyn's suspension as a Labour MP, Labour are massively way out in equal with the Tories on 37% of the sharing of voting intent. It's going to be a long wait for 2024. So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving weekend and plenty of good arguments with your conservative shitty relatives. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. God help us. God save us from <laughs> toxic family gatherings. If you think we've used the fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump. Just like our strawman-level patrons Kaz Tui, Steve Bickle, Schmutz, Mark Reiki and Amber R. Buchanan. And our true Scotsman-level patrons Max Beaver and our top patron Lauren. Thanks very much for continuing to support us. It's very much appreciated. You can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious trump. All music is by the outbursts and was used with permission. So till next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right, go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. <laughs>